Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. And now, Against All Odds. All right, thank you, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Tate the Snake Frazier is with me. What's up, Tate? Hey, how's it going, Sal? Also, degenerate trifecta hanging on the line. They are red hot. I, I want to bring them in before they cool off. They're my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? Well, you guys just returned from uh, California. You came out last week for the Ringer Christmas party. Our friend Ken uh, used his miles to fly you out. By the way, anyone ever needs to go anywhere, Ken will hook you up with his uh, free miles. He's got millions and millions. Uh, just reach out to me, and we'll, we'll make that happen. But anyway, uh, you flew in Friday. You came in. You went to the Ringer Christmas party. Tate the Snake Frazier was there. Tate, what— you met the trifecta. Did anything surprise you? What surprised you most about them, either physically or or any anything anything at all? Brian, tall guy, very yeah. athletic looking. You know, I was impressed, Brian. Uh, and I would just say that you guys were super normal. You were the life of the party. You were you were actually all standing right at the door, so you were the first people. Anyone that worked at the Ringer, if they had no idea who you were, they were the first people that they would talk to when they walked <laughs> in. It was genius. Great play by you guys. Yes. Yes, and they, and also they were the first, last people you saw when you walked out uh, early for no reason. <laughs> Why did you leave, Tate? What happened? I had to go to a birthday party. I had two other things I had to do that night to to appease all the people in my life. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could have talked more football with you guys. I'm sorry. I know. Well, here's another reason. Tate, Tate, when you leave, when you leave a party, though, don't you usually say bye? No, I'm an, I'm an Irish exit guy. I always have been. It, it's worse when you tell people bye because then everyone tries to convince you to stay. You just got to leave and then no one will think about you. I was looking at the pictures. I kind of figured out why Tate left early. There was too many pictures of Harry lifting his shirt, <laughs> posing. And I, I don't blame you. I think Tate's uh, lovely girlfriend lost her appetite and that was the end of that. That's about right. <laughs> Tate, hope. Tate, hopefully you jumped. On, Tate, hopefully you jumped on my DePaul plus six on Saturday, though. I did just for you. As soon as I heard you say that, I was like, I know who right. he knows. I'll tell you what else. Tate, Tate jumped Another on. Letter. He made me a bet. Uh, even though he did uh, just characterize Brian as an athletic-looking guy, still went with Harry in the rematch of the tennis game, and uh, and Harry, Harry, you let him down. You lost in three sets. It's kind of the same thing down. as last time. Tate, I didn't have anything left at the end. I still it. <laughs> same same thing as last time. I win the first set. And then uh, gave up the second set, and then the third set, I had nothing left. I lose. Oh, what was it, Brian? Uh, four, six, six, three, six, six oh. oh. Yeah. That yep. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah you, fade, you fade it again. Fade right. it again. I, I thought you guys I don't were think playing. I don't need to play tennis anymore. I thought you were playing men's tennis. We're not playing five sets. Oh, wow. Now, Harry couldn't make it. I, I wanted it. to. <laughs> I wanted to. Like the Cincinnati Open or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and w- worse than that, you know, the parlay kid, Darren and I, we, we got a little bored of watching these guys, and we, we made the mistake of uh, going to the, the basketball court where two eighth graders challenged us to a, a game of one-on-one, not splitting up the teams. They challenged us. I thought for sure they would split it up. And parlay kid, we were gassed, right? When it was 3-2, to two, we were about to call it quits. 
Uh, yeah, playing a little two-on-two. Two. Uh, the boys actually said, don't take it easy on us. <laughs> uh, me, meanwhile, we really needed to say that to them. It was three to yeah. two, Sal. Right? We're playing a 15. Yeah, 15. And uh, I think both of us looked at each other like, there's no way we're going to make it through this. Somehow or another, Sal, we dug deep, dug back to uh, maybe our mid-30s rather than our yeah. mid to upper 40s. And... Um, <laughs> Beat the crap out of those two kids. Uh, you know? so, uh, that, was, that was nice. Parlay kid nice. dug deep, hit some uh, threes, clutch threes down the stretch, and we won 15-11. We didn't cover the six and a half points, but uh, we survived, <laughs> which is the main thing. Um, all right, let's talk football, pro football, where the favorites have been crushing in the NFL. Now, this is good, and it's bad. It, 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 it's bad because we bet Moneyline favorites all the time especially me and the Parlay Kid and Brother Bry, and we, I don't think we've cashed in enough. Uh, ben Fox, a friend of mine, said, if a better had used a 14-team Moneyline Parlay of all winning Week 15 NFL favorites from the closing lines of Westgate, a $100 bet would have won $12,584. That's insane. Wow. That's insane. And we're stuck. But, wow. but hey, just the same. The uh, trifecta is hot. I think they've won – Parley Kid, you've won like three in a row, right? Three in a row, Sal. Three in a row. I've picked three in a row. I've I've, I've purchased uh, the correct bet from uh, you guys three weeks in a row. Let's, though, move on to Bovada Props. Now, Bovada.lv does this thing. They have the best specials right now, and I'm not just saying that because they gave me my own section of ridiculous uh, bets that you can gamble on. Maybe I am just saying that because of that. But they have these props if you go down to the special section on Bovada.lv, you'll see Cousin Sal specials. And I added these for this week. Um, here's a good one. This one's getting a lot of traction uh, uh, on Twitter. Joel Embiid, total games played 57.5 over under. This is all anyone talks about. There's like five MVP candidates running ar- around. Golden State is uh, off to the races again. And, and yet this is what – and people are – Infatuated with this Sixers team who is going to struggle to uh, finish 500. I suggested 52 and a half because this guy seems to miss th- two games a week, but they've upped it to 57 and a half. Brother Bry, is this fair? Do you like the over or under here? Uh, I like the under here. I mean, I think he's he's played in 23 of 30 games. I know he's supposed to miss probably the next two to three games. So I think he's on pace to play, based on those numbers, on pace to play 59 games, and yet he hasn't even uh, suffered a significant injury. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think that's going to happen at some point in time. Especially, you know, they'll take the training wheels off a little bit, and then he'll he'll get hurt at some point, miss two to three weeks. It's bound to happen. But he probably will play more than uh, KP or Whiteside has. I mean, those guys are just as hurt. Something with uh, seven footers. Yeah, they just can't stay healthy. Tate the Snake, you loved White Snide, White Snide, White Side this year. <laughs> White Snide just changed his name, but yeah, bad back this early in the in the season uh, could spell defeat. Do you like over or under Tate? Yeah, I, I like the under, but I, I also wanted White Side versus Embiid this whole season. It started out like that was going to be the case. They were both talking junk to each other back and forth, but uh, now they're both hurt, so it's just sad for every bad for the big men, you know. Yeah, speaking of big men, Harry. Weigh in on this one. <laughs> Higher margin of victory. This is another special prop of mine. Colts, Ravens, or Bills, Pats? Uh, both are minus 120. You're getting a slight advantage if you bet the Ravens, Colts, because that spread is 14, where the Pats is at 12.5 or 13. Harry, which way are you going with this? 
Well, you know, I'm gonna. I, at first, I was thinking Colts Ravens, since the way, the way the Ravens have been playing, putting up numbers um, in their last in their last uh, seven games. They're five and two, and uh, in their two losses, they only lost by three and one. One of them was two weeks ago to Pittsburgh in that crazy game, and they put up big numbers. But I'm gonna take the Bills Patriots because the Colts, despite being three and eleven, have played the AFC North tough this year. They beat Cleveland, they lost to Cincinnati on the road by one, and lost to the Steelers by three despite winning for much of that game. Meanwhile, the Bills lost by 20 to the Patriots three weeks ago and are only averaging 14 points a game over the last four weeks. And the Patriots still need to keep rolling. They're tied with the Steelers right now, so they need to keep winning to clinch home field advantage. So I'm going to go with the Pats-Bills game. I think the Pats win that game by probably 20. I think the Bills are clinging to that last playoff spot, and like I said, their offense really isn't moving except uh, for McCoy doing a lot of stuff on the ground. Other than that, they're not getting a lot done. So, and the, like I said, the Colts played uh, the North tough this year, so I'm going to take the Bills-Patriots to have a higher uh, margin of victory. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it looks Colts-Ravens, are, it, that, it should be said that that's a Saturday game. The Colts may have packed it in already, whereas the Bills are looking for a playoff spot. It's weird to me that they're both minus one twenty um, when the, when the Bills are still for sure trying. Yeah, that's I would, why you go the Bills. That's uh, oh, that's shady. right. That's right. You go the other way. Whatever you think, you go the shady. other way. <laughs> shady McCoy. Shady. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is more personal, but they they uh, listed it anyway for me. Graham Gano is my fantasy kicker. I'm in the finals. I beat up on Simmons' team. I beat up on John Hamm's team. Now I'm in the finals against uh, Dave Damashek's Cool cool Cats, Dave Damashek of the NFL Network. Graham Gano over 7.5 fantasy points. Uh, Parley Kid, be part of the magic. Bet the over here on Gano, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is, I think, uh, a pretty good one. Uh you know, he's projected by CBS, and I think you guys are using CBS, am yeah. I correct? Mm-hmm. He's projected by CBS to uh, get uh, 4.6 points. Um, however, this year, in eight out of the 14 games so far, Sal, he has been over 7.5 points. I like it. Okay, and in two of those games that he went under, he was at 7. So basically, in 10 out of the 14 games, he's had 7 points or more. Uh, I figured this is going to be a pretty high-scoring affair uh, with Carolina and, and Tampa, somewhere where both teams uh, are going to be. You know, I see it as a 28-24 type of game or uh, something like that. Uh, but I, I can see Gano kicking two field goals, dropping in three extra points. Uh, you're coming out on top over Damashek after suffering a devastating loss in your East Coast fantasy. Oh, league. yeah. You're going to win this thing in your West Coast league. Congratulations, Sal. Gano gets it done for you. He's going over seven and a half. I like it. I like the support. Tate the Snake, how, how, how does Gano rank in your favorite uh, Panthers kickers? Uh, way behind John Casey. He is, huh? Yeah, way behind. Uh, ahead of Harrison Butker, but behind John Casey by a long shot. I like it. All right. All right. <laughs> Tate, were you even, uh, I don't know how old you were or that, that it even mattered or anyone knew about it. When I impersonated John Casey on Media Day, I was actually banned from Media Day for like seven or eight years. Did you ever hear that story? Yeah, I heard the story. Well, I remember the story, but I didn't, I didn't know you were actually you were banned because of John Casey. I was banned from. I couldn't get a media credential, and worse yet, like <laughs> Bill Parcells, I couldn't even get, a, a, get go to the Cowboys training camp after they heard of this because I dressed like John Casey, 
And the most of the reporters like knew it. They didn't even bother. It didn't help that I wasn't wearing the right jersey. Like I was wearing a different jersey from everybody else. Uh, you were wearing like the the silver colored one, and I had the white one. But uh, but uh, yeah. And then I met up with the real John Casey. And after doing many interviews about how I was not focused on the game and going to strip clubs all week, <laughs> he got wind of this, and he's a devout Catholic and yes, Christian, yeah. and and was not having it at all. In fact. Uh, I think I got in his head. He kicked the ball out of bounds. Given I was going to say, I would have much rather had you kick the ball inbounds in that situation <laughs> rather than him do that. I yeah. think I could have. I was so focused at, at the time. All right, let's go over some of these other props, a little more mainstream uh, props here. Harry, Zeke Elliott, he's back. Week 16, over under 85 and a half rushing yards against the Seahawks. Which way are you going? Well, you know what? I'm actually taking the over 85 and a half because wow. – Look, Elliott's back when he when he's playing. He's a stud. He's playing against the Legion of Whom, which it seems like mm. that with that defense of uh, Seattle's, where there's not much going on there. It's looking really shaky, and uh, their defense was invisible last week versus the Rams and Todd Gurley. Gurley had 150 yards, four scores before the fourth quarter even started. We were watching that game, and that was just absolutely insane. The week before that, Leonard Fournette had 120 yards and a score. And even they even made Bortles play look good, who had like 260 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. So Elliott is back and ready to roll. He's averaging 98 yards a game, and with three wins in a row, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Dallas has a shot still. That last wild card in the NFC, when Zeke is in there, they look like a confident offense and allows a lot of pressure to be taken off Prescott. So over 85 and a half is the way to go on this prop, I think. Mm, wow, that and this is a rare instance of Harry going pro cowboy in in any capacity here. Over eighty five and a half. Yes. Yeah, by the way, you'll hear me go pro cowboy one more time later on down the show. So you, it, it, it's Christmas. So you know. I'm, oh, I'm I can't nice. wait. Good tease, Harry. Yeah, that's really good. Let's just fast forward yeah. to that. Uh, right. Zeke has 85 or more in his last five games before serving the suspension. Seattle's like, I think they're in the middle of the pack. They're like 17th. In rushing yards allowed, it's about 113 per game. It was a lot better, like you said, Harry, before Todd Gurley uh, came to town last week. But, uh, yeah, I would say over is uh, probably a good bet there, minus 120 on Bovada.lv. Uh, parlay kid, Darren, Marvin Lewis, will he be a coach in the NFL in 2018? Uh, what's yes, minus 150, no, plus 135? Did I get that right? No is plus 135. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah so, that's right. So I think Marvin Lewis, he's a good guy. He's a solid coach. And at, at no at plus 135, I really like. I don't see, after serving uh, 15 years in Cincinnati, dealing with Bengals and, and uh, a lot of headache uh, type of players, I think he's going to need a little bit of a break from coaching. Uh, word out is that he might be looking for a front office type of job. Hmm. Um, plus, I think with the success of uh, young guys like McVay with the Rams, I think teams going to be looking for maybe that younger type of coach uh, going forward. I think a lot of them are going to go that route. Uh, Marvin Lewis, just I think if you were to ask any fan that's looking for a coach, I don't think Marvin Lewis really appeals to anybody at this point. And that's not to say he's a, he's a bad coach. I think maybe taking a step back from a head coaching job, maybe he's looking, again, for the front office type of thing. So I can't see this guy coaching next year. So I really think the no is a much better value at plus 135. You know, it's weird with Marvin Lewis. For years I was like, oh, this guy's not getting past in second round the playoffs. He was always in that first round 
game against the Texans. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Then they'd get beat up in the second round. Like they could do better than him. Now I feel bad for Marvin Lewis. Now it's like just just have mercy yeah. on the guy. Let him go already. I think you might be right. I, I oh, it's so weird because there's going to be seven, eight, nine openings. I think in the NFL, other than Cincinnati, if he if he doesn't stay, I could see him maybe going to the Bears. Uh, the the Giants, I think, would show interest in him. God forbid the Browns. But um, I think you're right. I'll go with no, plus 135. I think he takes a year before uh, he gets back in the mix. All right, Brother Bry, you love the college. SEC, they have a good thing on Bovada.lv. They have all the Power Five conferences, how many teams will win uh, bowl games in those conferences. The SEC is... At four and a half bowl wins now, this doesn't include the playoff games. Alabama and Georgia are uh, not included in this. Over or under, under minus four and a half bowl wins, you say? Minus 150? Yeah, under minus four and a half. I love it at, at minus 150. Look, aside from Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, and LSU, I thought the SEC was was really it was really down this year. Plus, you factor in last year in the bowl games, the SEC won five and six and eleven bowl games, excluding the playoffs as well. So they'd need to go five and two, six and one, or seven and zero oh for this to, to for this to go over. And I think they're going to go somewhere in three and four or four and three. Like I think LSU and Auburn, I think those two teams win. I think South Carolina and Mississippi State, I think they lose. So that's two and two right there. And then I think. They're going to win one or two games between Missouri, Texas A&M, and, and Kentucky. But I, I don't really love their matchups this year. So I love that under, and I will be betting that. Yeah, I think you're right here. I was looking at this. The favorite in only three of their seven games, the SEC teams. Uh, like you said, yeah, all right, let's say LSU, and that's not a win, uh, guarantee it by any means. They're only That's a short favorite, minus three. Auburn maybe uh, beats up on UCF. But uh, – then you got South Carolina as a touchdown underdog. Mississippi State's a touchdown underdog. Kentucky's a touchdown underdog. If they sweep, if A&M beats Wake Forest and Missouri beats Texas, I think maybe you get your five wins. But I think those are the two key games there. I would go under. I would go under four and a half. And by the way, there was another prop up, Brother Bride. The margin of victory in any of these bowl games, over 42 and a half, already a winner. Already a winner if you took the yeah, over there with the – that smug Lane yeah, Kiffin Atlantic. running up the score uh, with Florida Atlantic <laughs> over Akron. If it was going to be any team, it was going to be his. Absolutely. Absolutely. He does not give a shit. All right. Well, that's it for uh, Bovada.lv. <laughs> Check it out. Ton, ton of good props up there. Uh, some you won't even believe are real, but uh, look for them there. And that brings us to one of our favorite segments, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I cruise the river tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Here's one. This will, this will put you in the, in the holiday spirit. Combined points scored in every bowl game from now until the end versus the number of times you will hear Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas between now and 26th of December. Mariah, minus three and a half. Harry, you know this song by heart. You took a picture of it on the radio uh, on here, and you, and you sent it to us. What are you saying? You going with Mariah? Listen, I know this is sort of quite the facetious type of wager going on here at Mariah minus three and a half. But uh, and I, what is it going to be? I think it's like seven bowl games, and if you go fifty points a game, 
you know, it's like 350 times. No, no, no. It's I'm not, still not taking Mariah minus the three. It's not seven. It's every bowl game. There's probably 30 left, right? Every bowl game. Okay, well, yeah. that's I'll still take the over. I'll take. I'll, I'll still take Mariah minus the three and a half. Yeah. Because to be honest, I love that song. I love the song. I play it everywhere when I. It's on like nine different serious radio stations currently. When it's on tape, I just crank up the. I crank up the volume. I Turn put down up, the windows. Eric. I said to start. I'm, I just. I just. I just. Cra- just go crazy for the time. Lately, also, not exaggerating, not lying. When I go to the gym and I'm in the steam room, swe- sweating out. Uh, what I can do to try to lose weight, and nobody's in there, oh, I crank it in there and I sing to it in the steam room by myself. What do you mean? That at, song, at the gym? Mariah minus three and a half all day long. At the gym you crank this? At the gym I crank it in the steam room when nobody's in there. <laughs> uh, do you have an iPod or something? Or you just, uh, they they have, yeah. oh, okay. All right, interesting. On my phone I just crank the music, it's fine. Are you worried someone else is going to come in there? Is your iPod still working, Harry? That's a lot of heat there. <laughs> it's okay. It's, uh, it's all right. It's, uh, if, it, if it breaks, I'll get Ken to buy me a new one. Shade, I need to remind you, you wagered on this man in, a ten- <laughs> in an athletic event. All right. I know. He's singing Sticker Mariah. Sticker will let you know. <laughs> singing Mariah Carey to himself. All right, Parlay Kid, what do you say, Mariah or point score in the bowl games? So this, this, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I had to really do the math. Of, we have 33 bowl games left. Uh, approximately uh, 1,860 <laughs> points are going to be scored in these bowl games. Uh, so, but I think it depends on what we talk about. Like you know, hearing this song. I think I hear this song in my head like all day long at this time of the year. That counts. Yeah. And it just kind of it's on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. The only Christmas song I'll really listen to from start to finish. Is the little drummer boy by Bing Crosby? Mm. That's my personal favorite. Yeah. Uh, this one, if I do hear it, I'm turning it off. But it does come up all the time. And Sal, you know Mariah Carey went to our rival high school. Oh, that's you remember right. That Harbor Fields High School didn't here on your, Long Island. Didn't your dad right. teach her? I mean, there were rumors that I used to. Yeah, there were rumors I used to date her, and that was totally false. Remember totally that? False. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget about that. But she was a, uh, you know, she went to our rival high school here. Right. But I, so I think. Well, this is a tough one, Sal, because really we do hear this song hundreds and hundreds of times. But I'm going to go with the real action here. There's going to just be too many points scored in these bowl games. <laughs> these bowl games are going over and over and over from here on out. Take the bowl games, more points. All right, I think you that I think you just issued a challenge to uh, your girlfriend Mariah, our brother bride. Do you agree yeah. with the parlay kid? We have it split so far. Uh yeah, I guess uh, I guess I agree with them, but I, you know, I'm not going out of my way to listen to this. I guess, I'm probably Scrooge around here. I avoid Christmas songs at all costs. If it comes in on the radio, even if I'm with my daughters, like I'll just shut the music off. I'll, I'll go to like a sports station. I, mm-hmm. I know I'm so bad, but it, even so, even when I do that, you can't escape it. It's on commercials. It's just everywhere. I feel like I'm walking in the city and I hear this music. So, I mean, there is still a good chance I could hear this 350 times a day over the next uh, six days. But uh, I'll, I'll go with the uh, slight under on this one. But I, like Harry was saying before, we know he's listening and working working out to this song every yeah, that's day. That's not a lie. That it, is not it, a lie. It, it actually is very, yeah, that's that's totally 100% listen, true. Listen, and it's 100%, 100% embarrassing, but it's it's true. <laughs> At, you know, like a true degenerate gambler, the song says, "All I want for Christmas is double you." 
Wow. Wow. All right, Harry, 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 you're out. That's it. That was a good one, Harry. That was a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I, in Harry's defense, you try going to a public sauna and not hearing the song. It just that's it just doesn't happen. No, no. Parley Kid, I'm with you. More Bing Crosby, more Nat King Cole, uh, uh, Springsteen, Santa yeah. Claus is coming to town. I'll even take a little wham now and then. I don't care. How about uh, do they know it's Christmas time? You know, tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you who was stuck with the family singing along with Mariah Carey for the last 15 days. She's holding a gun to every program director's head. I'm taking Mariah. 1,863 and a half spins that you'll hear between now and December 26th. And that's another week of Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Listen, believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. That means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending. But it also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you could score big on every day. And my bookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. It's your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Play like the pros on game day with money line, side, or total. Whatever you choose, if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now, and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. I did it, and they matched it. Use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, this brings us to Sharp Tank. Everybody's hot. Parley kid said a few in a row. Brother Bry's heating up. Harry is all over these bowl over unders. What do you have, Harry? You had Mid Tennessee State, Arkansas State over the other night at one. Over sixty-three. We get there. Not we to mention there. Harry had us up w. at one one a.m. watching the uh, Indonesian Masters, <laughs> even though. It was it Justin Rose had like a, a twelve stroke lead or something crazy? Finally, I had it. I had to put an end to it. I said, "No, it's enough. We we got to wake up early tomorrow for the pros." That that was good. You 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 said we're all going to bed at fifteenth after the fifteenth hole when he had an like an eight shot lead. That was fine. Yeah. Tate, Tate, look into us doing a podcast from the Indonesian uh, Open Masters next year. I've already reached out. Justin Rose's people said they're in for it. As long as uh, Harry shows, you know, kisses the ring a little bit, you know, that's all we got to do. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll kiss more than the ring, I'm sure. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Well, listen, like I said, everyone's hot. We're going to keep it rolling. Um, Let's start. Let's start with you, Harry. You like another bowl game or what? No, I don't. Uh, I really don't like anything this week, bowl wise. What I do like, however, is the Seattle Seahawks Dallas Cowboy game to go over forty-seven points hmm. this week. Uh, again, it's all about Zeke Elliott and Dallas's last six games. Sal, without Elliott, they've averaged eighteen points a game. The previous six with him in the lineup, the Cowboys have averaged thirty-two points a game. In Seattle's last five games, they are 2-3 and three and have given up 34, 30, and 42 points in those losses. After last week's dismal display against the Rams, there was dissension in the post-game interviews between Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas. That doesn't bode well for Seattle. <clears throat> that does not bode well for Seattle this week either. And again, as like I like to give out history lessons, just a little bit, little one here. If you throw out a home, uh, the 2015 loss at home to the Seahawks when Matt Castle was the Cowboys' starting quarterback, 
The previous three times Seattle visited Dallas, the Cowboys averaged 32 points a game. And look, Darren, parlay kid, it really must be Christmas because I'm touting your boy Tony Romo. In those three games, he won all three of those games, and he averaged 290 yards a game passing against Seattle in those games. So like I said, with Elliott in the lineup, they're getting 32 <laughs> points a game. He's back. He's ready. They showed him in the, in the fourth quarter of the Raider-Cowboy game, running the beach, looking buffed, looking ready to go. So give me the over in that game. Seattle-Dallas over 47. All right. You're talking about like three years ago, probably 73 out of the 106 men on both teams aren't playing in this game from three years ago. <laughs> True, but it's still history. Still history. Tell us about when Steve Largent went there in 1983. No? Okay. All right. All right. I'll get back to that one in a boy, second. I, boy, I give, I, give, I give Tony Romo, I give Tony Romo <laughs> cut it, uh, Tate, and I get ripped. How about that? Well, I know. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Be true to yourself here. All right. Okay. Parlay Kid. Parlay Kid. Can you do right. better than over 47 in Seattle-Dallas? Yeah, I think I can. So, listen, we were talking before about these favorites covering on these money line parlays. Uh, you know, I've hit three weeks in a row. And this is the time of year I really like to bet because I really think you got to put emphasis on the teams that really need to win against teams that really don't care at this point, right? They really the coaches may be playing to win, the players are playing not to get hurt, and the GM is playing for really draft picks at this point. So the bottom line is this week I'm going to kind of stick with the money line parlay. Okay, with the with the following four teams, I like the Panthers at minus four forty over the Bucks. Uh, the Panthers, I think, kind of hit their stride. They kind of looked pretty good last week. Um, the Bucks, I thought, looked pretty good on uh, Monday night, but now they're coming off a short week. Uh, I think they might have, you know, maybe hit their wall here at that last game against the Falcons. Now they're traveling uh, to Carolina. It's not much of a tri- uh, trip, but either way, I really do like. Uh, the Panthers have to win. Tampa Bay does not have to win. So you take the minus 440 right there uh, on a money line. Uh, and then you go with the Chiefs secondly, okay? The Chiefs are home against the uh, the Dolphins. The Chiefs seem to have gotten some things going again. Hunt is, is uh, getting back to where he is. He's back in the rookie of the year uh, candidate again. He's right up there with uh, Kamara. Uh, so good for him. I like them at minus 440 as well. I like the Steelers at minus 460. Sal, the Steelers, what a heartbreaking loss. Mm. I think they're kind of angry. I think they're so angry about that loss. They're in Houston. No no matter. No matter. They're going to rebound with or without Antonio Brown. I think you're going to see a lot of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they win that game. And then at minus 700, I like the Pats home versus the Bills. The Bills are the only other team on this that need to win. But I think the Pats, it's time that they get themselves together. I think Belichick is going to really harp on that this week. They need to have, like, really their best game of the year. I really feel like it's coming this week. So you take those four teams, Panthers, Chiefs, uh, Steelers, and Pats, on the money line, those four to win. It's plus 110 for the week. After three weeks in a row hitting some uh, high odds or good odds, I can afford to just take a kind of a more simple approach this week. There you one. go. There you go. Resting on his laurels there, the parlay kid. Panthers, Chiefs, Steelers, Pats. Tate, the stake, any any chance your Panthers get tripped up in that game? 
Uh, I don't think so, no. I think they're fine. I think they're riding this thing out. It's been all positive, despite the the whole selling of the team situation. They've all kind of galvanized together. So Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I read somewhere oh, that it, 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 absolutely a lot of a lot of the experts wouldn't be shocked if Graham Gano kicked eight field goals and they won twenty four <laughs> to six. But uh, I'll take that. All right, brother Bry, brother Bry, what is your pick? What's your best bet? Yeah, I thought Harry was going to go college, uh, but I I'm actually I'm going to go back to college again this week. I'm going to take uh, Appalachian State plus seven against Toledo in the Dollar General Bowl. Uh, look, it's a rematch of last year's bowl game in which Appalachian State thir- won thirty-one to twenty-eight. Look, I think Toledo's a little bit better this year. Appalachian State's a little bit worse. But if you look at it, the MAC I think is really down this year. They were, they were awful. I mean, if you watch the game last night, the Florida Atlantic Akron game, Akron was just terrible. They got destroyed. Plus, if you look at the Sun Belt Conference, usually you think that's pretty bad, but actually they had some decent teams in there. They had Troy and Georgia State, and Georgia State, who Appalachian State beat up this year, and they both won convincingly in their bowl games against some pretty good teams the other day. So I think getting the seven is really good value. Appalachian State's 3-0 and against the spread in the last three, and they're also 4-1 and against the spread in the last five against winning teams. So, And then it's funny, I saw some weird stat on Vegas Stats and Info Network that the underdogs in the Dollar General Bowl are 6-2 and two in the last eight years. So mm. That's probably even uh, less relevant than Harry's stat that he gave before on the Seahawks. <laughs> but um, No, nothing's I, less relevant. I, I, uh, I do love them getting 7.5. I think it should be a pretty high-scoring, close game. Appalachian State has a has a dual-threat quarterback. I expect them to put up a bunch of points. So I think I, I love getting the seven points here. All right. Uh, you know, Brother Bry, Tate the Snake predicted when you your best bet last week uh, you pushed. Yeah, the Patriots miraculously oh, one so, by three. So Tate smart. the Snake said uh, that's gonna, that sounds like a push, and it was. You remember that, Tate? I do. I, I was I was stone cold sober talking to you guys. <laughs> <It was, laughs> Which to? Oh, that night. No, I think you said it on the podcast. Did I say it on the podcast. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought I said it actually at the party. Maybe I just keep tooting my horn everywhere. See, that's yeah. how drunk you are. You don't even remember where you were when you said it. Yeah, brother Bry almost bought the half point and then backed off. All right, let me look at this. App State plus seven over Toledo. I like that. Why not? Hmm. Uh, I'm reading now, brother Bry. Toledo four one and one against spread and last six against Sun Belt opponents, six and two over the last eight. Uh, all right, I'm gonna pass on that. I although I will, I'll bet a little on it in a, in a parlay, but I'm gonna pass on that as the best. Harry, here's a stat: Seattle over Dal- uh, the over in Seattle game when they play a team averaging more than four point four yards per carry, which is the Cowboys. The over's nine and two in the last eleven. It's pretty good. But I'm going to go with the parlay kid. I don't see any of these teams getting tripped up. Panthers are a winner. Short week for the Bucks. Yep. Chiefs, I think that line is too high. I think like if this was a week uh, 10 game or week 11 game, that Chiefs spread would be like 6.5, but it's 10. But we're taking money line anyway, so it doesn't matter. I just think Vegas is just uh, so sick of getting their asses kicked. Steelers, revenge game, and the Patriots uh, – have to win to keep that one seed. Plus 110. Panthers, Chiefs, Steelers, Pats. That's I'm buying the Parlay Kids bet yep. at plus 110. There you go. There you go. And you could uh, keep up with these guys. Brother Bry is on Twitter at BSZOK816. The Parlay Kid is at The Chalk Talker. Harry is at AAO Harry. And I'm at The Cousin Sal. And listen to this. Cousin Sal. Sal. Yeah, go ahead, Harry. What? 
real quick, just I wanted to throw this out there, just uh, maybe uh, <clears throat> since you didn't go with mine again, just, uh, to jinx you a little bit, maybe in your fantasy. Gano is uh, one of five last year in field goals versus uh, Tampa Bay. Gano was one of five. You know what? I'm not too worried, Harry. Hey, real quick, guys. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, because we're not going to be around next week. Who wins these two games? Parlay Kid. Sal, I like, uh, real quickly, I really do like Alabama over Clemson. Alabama playing with a chip on its shoulder as the four seed. I think they're going to win a low-scoring affair in this one. And uh, with Georgia uh, over Oklahoma, I think defense in the, in the run game wins out in this close one as well. I think we're going to see two great games on January 1st. I am so looking forward to it. All right, Brother Brian, do you agree? Uh, I agree on one of them. I like Georgia, too. I think uh, I don't trust Oklahoma in these big games, and I think, like Darren was saying, I think their defense will hold out in this one. But I do like Clemson plus three. I think you're getting, I think you're getting a free three points in this game. I do think it should be even. It seems like Clemson has the formula to beat Alabama. I should be rooting for Alabama because I did bet them at the beginning of the year, but I think with a mobile quarterback, a versatile offense, and an awesome D, I think they have the formula to beat Alabama again. But again, I think getting the three points there is key. I think it should be even. All right. Harry, which way are you going with these? I'm actually I'm agreeing with a parlay kid. I'm going to go with Bama yeah. over Clemson. I think revenge is definitely on their minds. Plus, I think they're relishing being the four seed versus the one seed in this situation. And I'll take Jalen Hurts' uh, career over Kelly Bryant. Hurt had 15 t- Hurts had 15 touchdowns to one pick this year. I'll take Bama by like four. And I'm definitely going Georgia. Like we said in a couple podcasts ago, I like them over Oklahoma. This game's all about defense. Aside from the loss to Auburn. The Bulldogs' last five wins, they've given up just 8.8 points a game. Meanwhile, despite fantastic season from Mayfield, the Sooners' defense is highly suspect. They've given up big points, big yards this year, 52 to Oklahoma State, 38 to Iowa State, 41 to Baylor. I got Georgia winning that game like 31-21 by 10. Yeah, I'm throwing that Auburn game out. I think Georgia's for real. I think they take care of business against Oklahoma. I'd, I'd rather I picked Alabama to win the beginning of the season. I'd rather them be playing anybody else but Clemson. But I'm going to stay with it. I think they have too much to prove. I think both these SEC teams, SEC teams, have a lot to prove, and the committee will be proven correct. I say Bama and Georgia advance. Tate, which way are you going with college? I'm going Georgia. Or sorry, Georgia Clemson in the final. That's what I want. Georgia Clemson. Nice, Georgia Tate. Clemson. Yeah. That's what Brother Bry said. All right, there you go. All right. You know what? Let's just let them play the games out, and then we'll see. It doesn't really matter what we say. Hey, listen. Uh, Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. We didn't go over any submissions this week, but if you want to put one in, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. That's where you email us. And this is where next week we're going to run a full podcast of the best of Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame submissions. Tate the Snake has been digging these up all week. He just came up for air. And the way it works is we take an email, we read your story. If three of us, at least three of us, say you're in, you are inducted into our Hall of Fame in uh, Pahrump, Nevada. So we'll have a whole podcast on that. It'll be very entertaining, I promise. That'll post, what, next Wednesday, Tate, or Tuesday night? Yeah, it'll be next Tuesday night. Uh, well, it'll be Tuesday night. Uh, it'll be up early Wednesday. Basically. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. If Tate, if Tate survives this next few days, it'll be up early Wednesday. That'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Network uh, for the Generate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Oh, and Merry Christmas, too. Merry-